Hi, I'd like to welcome uh, Jeffrey, who is a pitcher in the Pirates organization. Hope you all enjoy. All right, I got some questions for you, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You're still with the Pirates, right? Still with the Pirates. So um, you played with the Curve last year, right? Yeah, I was in Double A last year, first season with the Pirates organization, and started there with them. Nice. Well, my first question for you, Jeffrey, is um, how did you feel when you got your name called in the 2017 draft in the 40th round? It was by the Cubs, but not for the Pirates. But like, explain to me like how you felt. I felt awesome, man. Um, it was an opportunity of a lifetime to be able to uh, compete at the professional level, and um, I know a lot of people sometimes get hung up on the 40th round or last pick, you know, but. Drafts are crazy, and a lot of things happen, and a lot of things go into them. Um, at the end of the day, though, you know, me being the last pick in that draft, it uh, had every opportunity for me to still succeed in professional baseball. I've faced multiple number one overall picks, number two, number three, number five overall picks. So at the end of the day, I say a lot of times on uh, these podcasts and to my buddies, just people I talk to about baseball, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. I'm a pitcher. I have the baseball. And I still, you still have to hit that baseball. I still have to face a hitter. So as far as the draft goes, I was just so thankful I was able to get an opportunity to continue to continue my baseball career and uh, to compete against some of the greatest competition in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. I agree with you. It doesn't matter that you were the last pick. It's just like in football, Mr. Irrelevant. There was a player a couple years ago with the Giants that he's showing them that he's not irrelevant and he's a good player and um, and you're a good player too. So that's good. Yeah, I appreciate it. My next question for you is when did you start playing baseball? started baseball almost immediately, man. Uh, when I was about four years old, when I could walk, uh, my first word was actually ball. So it's just kind of funny. We have a, kind of a running joke in our family about that, you know, of course, because now look at me, I'm a professional baseball player, and the first word was ball. So started playing at a very young age, and, and I've loved it ever since then, man. It, it I don't want to say everything came naturally, but – a lot of it came naturally, you know, swinging a baseball bat, hitting that ball off the tee, throwing. I was just, uh, I was addicted to it as soon as it started. Nice. That's great. I'm glad you find something you like and you got an opportunity to be drafted. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in the majors, hopefully. That's right. Hopefully. So my next question for you is, um, did you play any other sports growing up? I played everything growing up. Uh, everything until about high school. When high school got here, I just played baseball and golf. Um I was at a point in my career where I was starting to get older, you know, when I started to be 14, 15 years old. Um, at the level that I was playing at, with the intensity I was playing at, my dad had a lot to say about, you know, he didn't want to see me get hurt somewhere else and, you know, all that good stuff. I knew I was going to be a baseball player for a little while, so we didn't want to jeopardize anything. But, man, I played everything. I played football, basketball, soccer, golf, volleyball, track, um, Obviously, baseball. I mean, I played everything. You name it, I've played it at some point in my life. So I feel like, you know, every kid should do that. Every athlete should do that. That's probably what my kids will end up doing until they're at a certain age to where it's time to make a decision about their future. But, um, yeah, man, I'm grateful for all the sports I've played in my life. It's been fun. Yeah, that's great. Um, the next question for you is um, how did you like your coaches with the curve last season? I love them. I get asked this question all the time, you know, with me being first year in the Pirates organization, you know, everyone always asks, well, how was that transition over from Chicago to Pittsburgh? And 
I have nothing but just incredible things to say about the entire Pittsburgh Pirate organization from the very, very top with Ben Charrington being the GM. It's all the way at the bottom of everybody I've come in contact with at Bradenton at our spring training facility. Everybody has been first class. Um, as far as the Altoona curve coaches go, it's the exact same thing. Um, I played for one of the greatest managers I've played for probably in my life with Miguel Perez, and he's going to manage our squad in AAA this year. He got a promotion. Um, he just understands the game so well. But more importantly than that, he understands his players so well because he was a player himself. He was a big leaguer. And so to play with a guy – for a guy with that much feel, um, coming to the clubhouse, coming to the field every single day, he made it easy, made it enjoyable. We all looked forward to playing for him. Um, our, my pitching coach, Drew Bennis, first class, young guy. His father pitched in the big leagues for a really long time. He was the number one overall pick, you know, years ago. But he understands the game as well as anybody. You know, it doesn't matter how young he is or where he's played. He understands us and he understands pitching and understands the game. So, Getting those two guys together, just who I, you know, come in contact with, because our hitting coach was awesome too. Dave Newman, he played in the big leagues for a long time, and he was a great guy. I didn't work with him, you know. I'm not a hitter or anything, but just having great conversations with him in the dugout about the game, it's it just it was an incredible coaching staff uh, to be around. It was an incredible coaching staff to play for and to play with. Um, I look forward to, to this year, hopefully being with Miguel and AAA, and then in the big leagues. Um, but again, yeah, man, just, it was a great, great experience with a great coaching staff and the, the experience in the season, they make or break everything. Your, your guys around you make a lot too, because you obviously want to be surrounded by great players and good people. But at the end of the day, you know, those, those coaches, even though they give it to us to drive the bus and to do the culture, they make the culture and, uh, they made it a great, great summer. We had a great season. Um, again, I, I, have, I have nothing bad to say about any one of those coaches. Yeah, I'm glad you liked your coaches, and I'm glad that Mickey Perez got a, a, um, a promotion. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I, I almost wanted to say, I do my research on everybody that I interview at my podcast, and I saw, like, you never know in the minors. You never know if you're going up, you're going down, but I did see you're still currently with Altoona, so do you know, like, if you're going to be assigned somewhere else? or that, that I know that's not up to you, but is it a possibility you go to AAA? Or? Yeah, as far as what that says on the website, um, that's just kind of where you ended the year last year. Yeah. Um, roster decisions don't get made until the end of spring training, literally the last day, the second to third last day of spring training, the new rosters will be updated. Um, I think the track for me right now is yeah, to start in triple a, um, again, yeah, that's, I mean, of course I'm hoping for the big leagues and all that good stuff, but I think the pirates have full intention on putting me in triple a, my full intention where my mind's at is to start the year in triple a. So, uh, that's what we're going to go ahead and plan on for now. But yeah, those rosters on the website, they get, updated um at the very end of spring training when they set them officially for the upcoming year yeah i just like to do my research see where people get drafted if they go undrafted where they go and all that stuff yeah absolutely so um what what is their triple a team i'm not i know like teams but i just don't know their triple a team yeah so our triple a team in indianapolis so the indianapolis indianapolis cannonballers uh indians Oh, Indianapolis Indians, yeah, yeah. There's a couple different teams, yeah, yeah. So, um, hopefully you get down to Indianapolis. That'll be great. It would be. So, and then you would get to play for Mickey again. I know that would be cool. It would be. That's what I'm hoping for. I, you know, being around that guy is, it's next level, man. It's uh-huh. he's first class in in every way of the game. 
my next question for you is, um, um, do you have like any favorite sports teams? I know it's probably the Pirates they employ you, but do you follow any other cool sports? Yeah, so I'm originally from Kansas City. Um, so you know all the craziness last night with the Kansas City Buffalo game. That was pretty wild for me. So I'm a huge Chiefs fan. It's finally nice to be able to brag about the Chiefs. You know, the past few years, we have my homes, and it's obviously been unbelievable. Yeah, man, I'm just a huge Chiefs fan through and through, and then, of course, a huge Pirates fan. But uh, those are really the only two I, I'm pretty much diehard in. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because I'm an athlete, right, and I'm with a, a Major League Baseball-affiliated team, so you're kind of just – you become a fan of the entire sport. Yeah. And obviously you have rivalries with, you know, who the Pirates love and who they don't like and then your own experience with certain teams. And that will, that's that's the greatest part about sports are those rivalries. But, you know, I'm a huge fan of Major League Baseball, and um, I'm a huge fan of the NFL. Honestly, I love watching the NFL just like I love watching Major League Baseball. So. Mm-hmm. But no, man, I mean, obviously the Pirates are my favorite team. It's who I play for. It's who I hope for. I played for a long time. And then, yeah, man, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, all those guys, man. It's fun. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan, diehard New York Giants fan, but we haven't been good. Yeah. But I'm happy that you have a, the Chiefs. Yeah, man, that's fun. Your Giants will be good here pretty soon, hopefully, for you guys. Yeah, and then, um, so that's pretty cool that you're just a baseball fan. So you like the you like the game. You you like the. I'm sure you have friends on other teams, and it's pretty Absolutely. cool that you're just a baseball fan. So if baseball's on, you're there playing the game. If you have an off day, you're watching baseball. So stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting married here in a couple of weeks, and you know, one of my best friends, he plays with the Miami Marlins. He's in my wedding. Another one of my best friends uh, plays with the Chicago Cubs. He's in my wedding. Uh, got a Red Sox player coming to my wedding, so you know we all we all intermingle and you, you you become lifelong friends. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter kind of really who anybody plays for because yeah. everybody is still going to go out to dinner, we're in each other's weddings. We all have a blast together, but yeah. it is fun to be a part of. Well, congratulations on getting married. That's a big step, and I'm happy for you, man. Thank you very much. Excited to do it. My next question for you is Jeffrey: Is do you have any hobbies? Yeah, man, golf uh, is probably not my number one. I'm a golf just freak. I love playing. I played every day if I could. Um, some days you got to give the body a break. Can't be swinging every single day. But um, I play a lot of golf, man, and I love to fly. My dad was a pilot. Uh, I got my private pilot's license uh, last year, so I try to do some flying when I can. Take my fiance, soon to be wife, up there with me. Go on a little sunset flight, land some different airports, have some good dinners. But uh, Flying and golf, man, those are my two favorite things to do. And then other than that, I'm just a pretty social guy, man. I love cooking dinner. We cook a lot of food. I come from a big Italian family. She comes from a big Italian family, so food's a big part of of our routine. Food and being with family is just kind of what I'm all about. Not the food part necessarily, but the family part of it all. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, that's it. A big family guy, uh, old-school Italian dude. I love to fly planes when I can and try to get out as much golf as I can. I'm also Italian. My mom's actually from Sicily. She moved here. That's where my whole family's from. Oh, nice. My mom moved here at 13, and um, she's 100% Sicilian, and um, and she and that um, I'm I'm 50% Italian. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. my uh, dad's whole family they came over from Sicily as well. Oh, it's cool. We have a connection. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. My next question for you is, um, what is your typical day like as a player, like during the season? So during the season, um, do you want like a start day, what I would do on my start day, or do you just want like an average day without a start? Both. Both? Okay, so my day without a start, um, it's pretty straightforward. It's nothing crazy. 
obviously you get into your routines where you have your bullpen days and stuff like that. But, you know, you sleep in, get a good lunch, maybe a good breakfast, depending on what time you get in because, you know, all the games are late. So if we play a 7.35 game, you know, by the time you're home, relax, whatever, it could be 11.30, 12. So you try to get your nine hours of sleep, eight, nine hours. So I'm trying to be up by about nine, between nine, 9.30. Uh, kind of chill for a little bit, take a shower, get the day started, have a good lunch. Um, and then you just kind of relax. You know, you just get your, you talk to the family, kind of get your mind off the game a little bit. Um, and then, like, if we have a 7.35 game, you want me at the field about 2.30, 3 o'clock. So we get there, uh, kind of go through our maintenance work. If you have anything that's sore, you get with the trainer. So he can work on you. And then you go through a full practice. So I'll go through my stretch routine, my throwing routine. Uh, some days we have PFPs where just that just means we go out and we field ground balls as pitchers. Uh, we're in the National League. So some days we have BP, depending on if we're playing a National League team that week, where we're going to be at, that kind of thing. Um, and then you go back in the clubhouse, show for a little bit. Then you got to go shag BP for the hitters. So we'll go back outside for about an hour. Shag some BP, kind of chill, eat a snack, drink a Gatorade out there. After BP is over, we come back inside, have dinner, pregame meal, uh, have incredible food before the game, man. Just great fuel to get your body going. Uh, so we'll do that, take a little pregame shower, get ready, man, go out to the field. And if it's not my start day, I just kind of chill in the dugout, look at the hitters, do a little scouting report, see what they're all about. Um, and that's it. After the game, that's it, man. Take a postgame shower, go home, relax, eat dinner. Um, then get to bed on a start day, uh, start days are different, but my start day, I actually get up a little bit earlier because I just kind of get excited, man. I get amped up. So I'm trying to be up by about eight thirty-nine on my start day to get my day going. Um, I'll get a good breakfast in me, nothing too crazy, but definitely some good fuel. Cause I'll eat a lighter lunch. Uh, when lunchtime gets around about one o'clock, I'll, uh, put probably a good, Probably a piece or two of grilled chicken in my body, sometimes potatoes, sometimes rice, a good salad. Uh, just start slamming fluids. On your start day, you don't have to be at the field as early. Um, you kind of get to do your routine and uh, just enjoy the day a little bit. It'll give you extra time to go over your scouting report. So as I'm eating lunch, I'm kind of pulling out my scouting book to go over the hitters with the starting lineup. It's normally by about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, the starting lineup for that night has been posted. So I'll have my book still at my house to kind of continue to go over things. I'll head to the field around 4.30 for a 7.30 game, get there about 4.45. Uh, once I get in there, change, kind of relax for a few minutes, talk to my coach. He'll give me their scatter report notes. So I'll continue to study that until about 5.36. Once 5.36 gets around, I have a pregame meeting with my catcher, my pitching coach, and my manager kind of just go over the plan for that night, what they've seen, what I've seen, uh, kind of what we're going to go after to start the game, at least for the first couple innings. Um, after that meeting's over, you go back, you get ready, put on your uniform, um, and then you go out there and start your pregame routine, stretch, throw, throw your pregame bullpen, slam some fluids, continue to talk about what the approach is going to be. Maybe in my pregame bullpen, something's off or something's really, really on. So that's a game time decision on what we're going to alter, you know, Sometimes your slider is perfect in your pregame. You're like, you know what? I know the plan was to throw more curveballs, but today this slider, man, is nasty. Like I'm putting it where I want to. The cutter's on. I'm putting that where I want to today. So let's, you know, instead of going with the curveball early, we're going to go with the slider early today. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of just go over those things. And then, of course, the game, 735, first pitch, it's time to rock, man. You just compete your balls off and go and uh, do the best you can. So that's what those two days look like for me. 
That's cool, and it's pretty cool that you played in Double A last year, and you played in the Double A Northeast. And it's pretty cool yeah. in that league that they have the Yard Goats, they have the Sea Dogs, they have the Base Sox, they have all these teams with all these affiliates. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was, that was a great league to play in, man. Saw some great, great competition this year. Some really good players. Yeah, and I went to a Yard Goats game a couple, and I, I I'm usually there. I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't see Altoona. But I saw the Sea Dogs. I saw the Bay Sox. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, Bay Sox. But yeah, Hartford. That's a that's a beautiful stadium they got over there. I know one of the Bay Sox coaches. Last year he was with Altoona. He was with um. Last year he was with um Aberdeen. But this year he got a promotion as um the fundamentals coach for Bay Sox. Okay. And he's yeah, from really he's cool. from my Great. town. Awesome. Yeah, they had a really good squad. A lot of really good players this year. Yeah. My next question for you, um, Jeffrey, is um, what is um, do you have a favorite baseball memory? Favorite baseball memory, um, like a specific thing that happened. Yeah, like an event. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. You gotta give me a second to think about that. Favorite baseball memory. Um, I think. I don't know if it's my favorite baseball memory, though, man. I've had so many just great times playing the game. I'm trying to give you a really good answer. It's fun. Um, college, of course, was fun, man. The Kid Cod League was a blast. I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you like a game thing that was really fun or something happened. Um, baseball memory, man. Um. You know, one of my favorite, I guess, I guess this is a pretty good answer. Um, you know, when I was, when I was still with Chicago, I went from high A to triple A and that promotion to me was an experience of a lifetime, really, you know, from being in a high A clubhouse to being called into your manager's office and him telling you you're going to triple A, you know, and being one level away from the big leagues. And now I have triple A time under my belt it was a huge milestone for me. And so I would love to give you a better answer to that, but the feeling that I had when that happened was just pure joy. It was like a lot of hard work was starting to pay off. Um, it wasn't going unnoticed. Everybody kind of was starting to understand, okay, this kid's for real, man, and he's going to get a shot in AAA. And it was just a few spot starts, you know. Albert Alzale had gotten called up to the big leagues, so they needed somebody to go in and fill in a couple jobs up there while they were while he was in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. So for them to, to entrust to trust me with that and to give me that opportunity, even though it was to never, you know, stay or hopefully it was to stay, I thought it was maybe to stay for a minute longer than I was there. Uh, it was just an unbelievable feeling. And then going up there and starting those games, I did really, really, really well. I was striking out some dudes that had serious big league time that were in AAA, you know, raking, doing pretty well, and I was striking them out. And so that whole AAA experience for the first time. It was a great, great experience, man. You're, when you're one level away from the big leagues and you go from a high A clubhouse that has a lot of, you know, 22, 23-year-old kids, 20-year-old kids in it, to now I'm in a clubhouse with 33-year-old guys with kids running around and families waiting for them outside. And I went, you know what? This isn't just a little kid game anymore. This is this is legit. This is for real. These are – I am one level away from the big leagues here. Mm-hmm. Um that that whole experience was was really cool. Um, I had a lot of really cool baseball memories on the field, striking out some really cool dudes at all levels. 
Um, winning championships at all levels have been great experiences, but me personally, just going from high to AAA being right there is was crazy. It's obviously different now that I've been there, and your expectations go up and up and up, you know, because of course now my expectation is just to go to AAA and compete and then get to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. So, that, so the next greatest best baseball memory will hopefully be, well, when my manager calls me in and promotes me to the big leagues, you know, that'll be the next one. Um, but no, man, I've played, I've played with some great guys over my career, and the Cape Cod League was phenomenal, and college was phenomenal. Um, obviously, now in pro ball, you know, I've, I have teammates that have been in the big leagues now for two years. I'm facing guys that have had eight, nine years of big league time. You know, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr., we all know him. I, I hang out with him and face him before spring training every single year. You know, and, and that's great feedback. And Travis Shaw being around here is awesome. And Liam Hendricks, you know, we play catch. It's like these great dudes, you know, it's learning from and being around. Those are great baseball memories. So I, I guess a great way to answer your question is it's all pretty phenomenal, man. Sometimes you got to pinch yourself and sometimes you take it for granted what your job is and how cool your job is and how many people wish they were in my position. And you do take it for granted. You don't think about it times because sometimes you get pissed off. Sometimes you feel sorry for yourself. Sometimes you get too high and the baseball game humbles you a little bit. Um, but the experience so far of just being a professional athlete, to answer your question, has been the greatest experience of my baseball career. That's great that um that you um been able to see these people in the big leagues and then your mentality is just like how can I get there and I know I will get there but it's out of my control but it's just awesome being in your position and someday possibly you could be a major leaguer and I'm sure that's awesome to think about. Yeah, no, it is, and being right there. Hopefully, it's this year. Hopefully, next time me and you talk, it's when I'm in the big leagues. My next question for you, um, Jeffrey, is like, uh, this is another good question. Do you have a favorite lifetime memory? A favorite lifetime? Wow. With not baseball related? Anything. It can be about anything, anything. Favorite lifetime memory. Man, you're good. Your questions are good. I'm not going to lie. Good for you. Um, You know, I have to, it's going to sound cheesy, but I know so far it's going to be getting married in a couple of weeks, man. I met the girl of my dreams when we were 15 years old. Actually, we met when we were 14 years old. Started dating when we were 15 years old. And um, so we've been together now. It'll be 11 years in April. Um, so meeting her is just you know, a phenomenal memory. Um, and, and my wedding will be another lifetime memory I'll probably never forget about, you know. And growing up with my dad was incredible. Um, me and him had such a great relationship. Our families have always been tight. Um, you know, it's weird because you go, life is crazy. And I know you're young. How old are you? 20. And so when you're 20, I mean, even my memories and your, your experiences at 20 years old, because now I'm 26, I'm only six years older than you, right? But the the memories you're going to have from right now to when you're 26, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy fun. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, I got my private pilot's license. That was a great lifetime memory. You know what I mean? I was able to grow up with a great family. That's lifetime. That's a great lifetime memory. Um, I know you're probably hoping for a better answer than a bunch of answers, but no, man, life is, I've, I've been lucky, man. I've, I've had a great life and hopefully I have another 60 years of, of great life in me. Um, but no, man, it's, it's, it's all fun. 
that's great. Um, that's awesome that um, you met your wife and now you're getting married. And I wish you good luck in married life and ba your baseball life. Thank you. My next question for you, um, Jeffrey, is what what do you, what do you do with the team in the off season to stay in stay in shape? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So we do a lot of things, right? So right now I'm I'm in a kind of a velocity build program that they wrote and constructed, and so every every off season is different, right? Some off season you need to get stronger. Some off seasons you need to lose or gain weight. You know, this is just ever this is a broad. This isn't just me. Some off seasons you need to lose and gain weight. Um, some off seasons you need to develop a pitch, you know, it, it's, it's always different. And that's the beautiful part about an off season is because the off season is made for what you need to work on going into next year that maybe you weren't as good at the year before, or the other thing could be, you know, you were phenomenal at this last year. Let's continue to build on it. Right. So like me right now, I'll tell you what I'm working on personally right now is a velocity build. And what that concerns is flat out just getting stronger and throwing the ball harder. So my programs right now, you know, run me three, four days a week of just absolutely kicking my butt in the gym. It's kicking my butt in uh, rehab therapy, physical therapy, um, you know, really diving into small muscle groups to then develop the bigger muscle groups to then make me stronger. And, you know, you, I don't need didn't meet, obviously we haven't met, but, you know, I've gotten a lot stronger over the years past just from getting older but this is the strongest I've ever been. And it's because the pirates have kind of implemented this system with me that, Hey, listen, you have every single part that we want in the big leagues, you know, and they picked me up in the rule five draft last year. It wasn't for me to sit in double AA, a triple a, whatever it's, you know, to be a big leaguer. They, they had to pay the Cubs a lot of money to go out and then get me to you know sign I mean? you. Yeah. To minor, to their exactly. team. So when, you know, when that goes on, you have those conversations with the team and say, okay, what do I need? What do I need this year? What do I need to do this offseason to make sure I'm in the big leagues come the halfway mark next year? And that conversation has gone directly towards you have every piece besides the velo. We just need a little bit more velo from you. Okay, that's all I need to know. How, now my, my question to them was, how do I get there? How do you want me to train for it? How do, make, how do I make sure that when I'm training for that velocity and throwing the ball harder and putting my body in different phases that it's never been in before, how can I then ensure health, safety, that it, A, I'm doing things the right way, and B, to make sure I don't get hurt, mm -hmm. C, is this going to work? So we have to see results. How quickly are those results going to look like? And so all those conversations happen, right? And then you develop a program and a list, and you just kind of abide by those lists, and you check a box, check a box, and you check another box, and check another box. So my offseason right now, man, I'm kicking my butt. I'm for real kicking my butt. I am strong. I'm probably in the best shape I've been in in my life. Um, uh, the arm feels incredible. The shoulder feels incredible. Everything is kind of going the way it should be going. And that is a huge piece and a huge part about why I love Pittsburgh so much is because truly deep down at the core, they care about you. They care about you on an individual level, on a personal level. They understand I'm getting married and starting my life and how hard that is and what that's going to look like. They understand I'm one level away from the big leagues and they want me in the big leagues. So how do we get there to make sure I stay in the big leagues? Mm -hmm. All those things happen and that are so personal that have to happen to then a, be a great player, but then B develop a great relationship with that team. And so, yeah, man, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm ecstatic to be with Pittsburgh. I hope to be there again. I know I've already said it, hope to be there for a little while. Um, 
But yeah, man, that's what I'm working on. Just getting strong, throwing the ball harder. Yeah, that's cool. And that'll be pretty cool someday for me interviewing you on my podcast and seeing you on TV pitching at PNC Park. That'll be cool. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And my next question for you is, I know you probably already answered this before, but um, how do you how did you like your teammates with the curve? I know you said you have a lot of them that you're friends and you enjoy time with them, but what does that meant to you with your teammates from last season? Yeah, man, it uh, it makes the world. They were great guys. There was there was no drama. There was no fighting. There was no bickering. There was it was a group of guys who were working really, really, really hard to be in the big leagues. And with that, when when your goal is the big leagues and your goal is winning games, naturally everybody's going to vibe, mm-hmm. you know. And that's not to say you don't have an argument with someone here and there. We're together more than we're with our own families. You know, we're together. 24 hours a day we're all roommates then you go to the field together you eat together you do everything together um but they were just they were great it was a locker room filled with 30 guys of just great dudes man great teammates great ball players hard-working guys no drama everybody has the same goal and that's to be in the big leagues so being around that that's what made it enjoyable from a player's perspective glad you enjoyed it and i'm glad you have this conversation with the pirates i'm glad the pirates value you as the player and value you as a person and say you talk to them saying what do i need to get better at what i need to do and prove on to get to the big leagues and you all have that same goal which i think that's awesome yeah exactly you have to yeah. you have to have that goal my last question for you and then before i out one more question then i'm going to end the the recording part but then i talk about to the athletes about a couple different things off off script but i want to um ask you a question if that's okay with you after this question can you stay in a little longer and then um my my question is what advice would you give to other baseball players like people that are prospects of the mlb that can get drafted like college players people little leaguers like any type of people in baseball work hard and trust yourself that's it man You, you you read so many things bad about you uh, you read so many things that are good about you, so just trust yourself, man. If you if you read something that you think is way too good about yourself, and you let your ego get out of control, that's just as hurtful as reading something terrible about yourself that some guy wrote about you, and you feeling down on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would say to everybody is work hard, because someone will always work harder than you. Always doesn't matter how hard you're working. Someone is working harder than you probably, right? Mm-hmm. So make sure you're working hard. And then the second piece of that is to just trust yourself. Trust what you're doing. Listen to your body. Listen to yourself. Go out and compete, man. The biggest part of it is competing, wanting to win every single pitch, every single game, every single at-bat. If you're a hitter, um, it, it, it's part of it. You know, life, life is a competition, right? Trying to, I mean, you're interviewing athletes here. I'm sure you don't get every single athlete on this podcast that, that you message on Instagram or yeah. Facebook or however you do it. A lot of the times guys are going to say no or ignore you or whatever. I get a lot that, of that. So, exactly. Like you can message like a hundred people, but like only one's going to respond or two. So. Exactly. Exactly. So for you, man, keep working, keep trusting yourself, keep going after it. Don't let it, don't get discouraged and down because one day it will pay off. And it might not be tomorrow, it might not be next month, it might not be next year, but hey, one day it will. If you keep working hard, you keep trusting yourself, listening to yourself, you know, value your family's opinions, your family and your mom and your dad always, they always know, no matter what. Even if you disagree with them, even if you get in a fight with them, 
they have your best interest. So, but no, man, trust yourself, work hard, and go out and compete. That's it. Well, thank you for coming on today, Jeffrey. That's Jeffrey. I'm Jake. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of my podcast, my show, Jake Sports Talk. And God bless, and we'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Bye.